From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast, Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. We will uh, talk a little bit of baseball, some basketball transfer portal stuff, and just kind of a uh, potpourri of items today. Is uh, It's different things around the sports world. Hope all of you are having a uh, wonderful morning. Ole Miss and North Alabama tonight, 6.30 from Swayze Field. The first of five games scheduled for the Rebels this week. Tomorrow, um... We were uh, we were on, I guess, but it's all right. It'll be all right. Nothing was said that was bad. No. Uh, and then Wednesday, uh, Memphis at Memphis. That is on um, again on uh, at on campus, not at AutoZone Park. But that's um, in doubt because of Mother Nature. Um, the weather tomorrow did not looking good, even whatsoever. So that's uh, that's going on tomorrow. And then um, Kentucky this weekend, Lexington. 5.30 start, by the way, because they're on Eastern time, so be aware of that on uh, on Friday. That is the start time for that. So that's coming up, that and more on the show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread, 32-ounce drinks. You know about the Exxon mobile app. Download it. Just take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. You get a 1,000, uh, yes, all mics are live mics, very aware. Uh, a thousand bonus points there with the Oxford Exxon again that gets you ten bucks off at the uh, the tank. So that and more at the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And again, continue from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. That's the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. <clears throat> Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Perfect place to um, go grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, just sit and have a beer, full bar, all of that and more at um, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. Did something happen with the Arkansas State men's basketball coach? He, an assistant coach is leaving the sport to be some sort of sales manager for Embassy Suites. Yes. If that's what you're referring to. Yes. Was he the, he's an assistant? Or he was an, I thought he was the, an assistant. If he was the head coach, it's more interesting, but I thought he was an assistant. Okay. That was the way I interpreted that. Yeah, I think he's an assistant coach. Okay. Which I looked at it and I was like, wow. And then, okay, once I saw the assistant, I went, I, okay. Makes more sense. Interesting. He did a graphic he put out yesterday, and it was really, it was, yeah, it was really kind of funny because he's doing all the normal, hey, you know, loved all you guys or whatever, and you're kind of scrolling through it, and your eyes are glazing over. And the bottom, he goes, "To work for Embassy Suites," and you go, "Hold on, that didn't didn't see that coming toward the end." Yeah, I just so. didn't know if like something happened with recruiting or. I mean, who knows? If Arkansas State is getting popped, then we're all just, you know, okay. it is what it is at that point. So, no, I did not. Uh, I have not seen that. I was like, man, the portal's really wearing some people out. <laughs> well, it is. It is. It is. There was a story. It is changing the dynamics of coaching. There was a story. I put it in 10 Thoughts. Um, the Athletic did it. 
more and more college coaches. This was about football, but I, I, I would presume this. It translates. Yeah. Portal's wearing them out. It's constant. There's no time off, which is not a healthy way to live. And um, they're college, a lot of college coaches really exploring NFL opportunities now. Because the NFL is a better lifestyle. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, you people don't like And him. yet even that is ridiculous and high stress because we'll talk about a photo here in a little bit. Like, yeah, it, it, but it's, it's, it's high stress for a period of the yeah, year, and, and then it's low stress. And uh, the college game has gotten where you hear more and more people talking about it. I mean, I it came up with Matt Luke, and Matt's deal was not about stress and whatnot, but it was about time with family. And it was about recruiting. Um, You know, you hear more coaches talk about it. I was talking to a a basketball coach last night who was just laughing about the portal. Just, just, it's just, it's incessant. Mm -hmm. He was making fun of our field and we deserve it. Um, Because every time some kid gets in the portal, Somebody at our at sites like ours go, hey, so and so's in the portal might be of interest to school X. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then there's a guy. There's like I saw a tweet this morning. Somebody jumped in the portal from somewhere. He's already heard from all of these schools. Yes, there. Which part of there's someone inside the program who's watching the portal who reaches out to everyone as a place setter, just in case. Hey, it's like chips and salsa at the Mexican restaurant. Everybody gets it. Yeah, I mean, you and I both know a lot of football coaches. You know a lot of basketball coaches. I know a lot of baseball coaches. When they go into the portal, literally a a segment of the day is spent just calling and going, hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Cool? Yes. How's your mama? All right, cool. What are you looking for? Okay, cool. We'll be in touch. Love you. Appreciate it. Yeah, just a quick. You pour the tequila and you just start ringing the phone. Yeah, I mean, speed dating. Yeah. Just kind of looking, check to see. it off. You move yep. down. Did you reach out to so and so? Yep. Let him know we'd be interested. That's not newsworthy. And this coach was making fun of that, and he's valid. It's, I was like, I, I can't argue. It's a lot of it's because there's a lot of young people that do our stuff. That there's nobody above them, like an editor, to go, hey, is that really? And it's also clicks, clicks, clicks. Joe Schmo from Grand Canyon State A&M jumped into the portal. He's been contacted by 26 schools already. He scored 9.6 points. And, okay, cool. So it's, it's the diehard fan will click that. Ooh, look. Let's study Joe Schmo. Would he fit here? Maybe. I mean, okay. I uh, I see here. I literally just popped up on my phone from the North uh, the uh, National Weather Service out of Memphis update on tomorrow. Most of the area is under an enhanced risk, while portions of North Mississippi are under a moderate risk. Damaging wind, heavy rainfall with flash flood flooding, and a few tornadoes can be expected. Is the way they uh, they phrase that tomorrow. Threat levels very high for wind, and then moderately high for hail, tornadoes, and flooding tomorrow. Oh, good. So that is. That's where we're sitting for a baseball. And look, when, when when a game gets canceled three times, that's a sign that you don't need to play the baseball game. Don't even reschedule it again. Just go, you know what? Wasn't meant to be. We'll catch you on the flip side. Or in this case, they won't. But yeah. it, enjoyed it. Coach Show and Rock, great career. Congratulations. 
help you enjoy fishing in retirement. Yeah, I, you don't reschedule a game another time. No. At some point, it's bad. It's bad juju. Go play UAB or somebody. Yeah. Like, just call play, somebody. Play and go, someone hey. else. Yeah. yeah. You're not meant to do that. Yeah. It's. I would almost see it as like some superstition. Like we're not supposed to go up there again. Something's. Something's there. <laughs> Kyle Wilson. <laughs> what? He says, thanks for the super chat, Kyle. He says, why do Mexican places put food to go in a metal pie plate? Sure. If you don't finish your meal, they give you a styrofoam plate. That's a good question. That's a life mystery right there. Is it? I don't know this. I'm, I am not. My, my thermal dynamics are not very high. Is it because potentially the metal would keep things warmer? Hence, is there a conductor element that would potentially insulate more for that versus if it's styrofoam, you're not eating it in a minute. You're putting it in the oh, refrigerator. That's yeah, it's probably that. That's probably right. Now, that takes, I mean, that would, if I even am sort of right, that takes some forethought that I don't know that they would go through, but. Yeah, that's what's probably it. Makes, yeah, because you're taking it home to eat it then. Yeah. Yeah. You need a higher temperature. And if you're leaving the restaurant with your carryout, with your leftovers, you're probably not eating them for another six hours at, at a minimum. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, I really laughed this morning, um, and this is. I know everybody like Bristol so I talk golf. It's not really about golf. Uh guy from the golf channel tweeted, he said, My friend Mitch broke a hundred for the first time and baked himself a ninety-six golf cake. And that's the energy I want all you to take into the week. You know what? We don't have that positivity enough. We do very average things and celebrate them because we've never been average before and things. You know, we fix the garbage disposal. Bake a cake. Hey, I fixed that damn thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The toilet flushes. Yes. Like let's yeah. let, let, let's do it. You There's know? something to be said for that. Yeah. Hey, I I broke a hundred. Ninety six. I want a cake. I'm gonna have a cake. I'm gonna celebrate this very mediocre achievement that I that I that I just maintained for the first time. There's Kyle, there's Kyle points out, but you can't put it in the microwave. It's true. That is true. Don't do that. No, no, it will ruin the microwave. Mexican takeout is fine. Like it, it actually translates home okay. Well, depending on what you get. Tacos get too soggy. Like it almost has to be fajitas or something that you can yeah. then transfer. Like like hard shell tacos are going to you're going to get soft. They're gonna they're gonna meal on you. Yeah. Yeah. Are they the only restaurant that does metal to go? They are, aren't they? I'm not a big to go person. Well, I know, but you have over yeah, years. I, I mean, don't, I don't know. Probably no. Most do most do styrofoam. Yeah. You get home and it's like Thai does you, you styrofoam. Have to, you have to warm it up. All Asian does styrofoam that I'm aware of. Yeah. And you just have to warm it up when you get back. Some Italian places do metal with pasta. Similar principle, I guess. Paula Notes wants to know who I would slap without punishment. If I could slap someone without punishment, who would I slap? Today, I would slap Isaiah Roby. I'm really pissed at the Thunder this morning. If I'm honest, I'm really, the, the, for the first time in about three years, the Thunder are under my skin. They went to Portland last night, trying to tank. Only played eight guys and won in overtime. Don't you at some point in one of the huddles go, hey, fellas, you do know we're trying to lose this game, right? We're trying to lose tonight. We don't need to win tonight. The difference between the fourth pick and the second pick is significant. More more ping pong balls. The difference between how far you can fall if you're fourth 
as opposed to how far you can fall if you're second is significant. Because the difference in the fifth pick and the eighth pick is night and day. You might as well not even have a lottery pick if you have the eighth pick. And the people that are like, hey, man, the Thunder are really tanking. I'm like, yes, they don't need to win another game. Stop winning. Anyway, I'm off. No one one cares but me. I needed to get it out of my system. I needed to cleanse a little. So there you go. Cole says leftover enchiladas usually have a cold spot in the middle. It's really hard to avoid. That's why you put it in the oven. You rewarm it in the oven. Yeah, most things are better if you rewarm them in the oven. I know it takes a couple minutes. Yeah, I know. Like it. it and with enchiladas, you can take them out of the bake, out of baking, and you can broil them for a minute and get the top a little crispier. The better way to reheat pizza too, but you got to be really careful. Yeah, because pizza in the microwave. it's already hot. Like pizza in the microwave is like it, it's roulette. You don't know what you're. Well, and if it, one side might be cold, the other side is like going to burn you into oblivion. And unless like, you're yeah. scarfing it. Towards the end of your meal, it's going to be cardboard. I know some people put it on the on the on the stove and then cover it with a thing, and it kind of like like steams it, almost kind of. But it it doesn't make it necessarily soggy. It's sort of interesting. Yeah, I put it on parchment paper and put it in the oven. It's good. On like, but it's got to be low. It's got to be like what two fifty. Yeah, you just got to take your time. Got to chill. Because right. any more with three hundred, you're going to cook it too much. You're going right. to burn it, right? Because it's already been cooked. You're letting it just rewarm nice and slow. You can put it in the air fryer; that works. I've never tried that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never tried reheating chicken tenders in the air fryer either. And by the way, thank you, tenders. Yes, good job. <laughs> Avoiding controversy this morning. <laughs> Ginger's comment was it's worth it's worth it to warm up Mexican in the oven and YouTube flagged it. That got flagged? (laughs) flagged. (laughs) We're sensitive these days. (laughs) (laughs) I guess because she didn't have the word food after Mexican, they were concerned that maybe she was advocating (laughs) putting putting a a nationality in the oven. For putting a person of a certain nationality into the oven. Uh, Gron says, "Put pizza on the stovetop, covered with some water." Oh, uh. yeah, I, I've seen some stovetop stuff for that. Yes, <laughs> that's that's correct. <laughs> French toast your pizza, leave out the sugar. Mm. I don't know that I trust you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kyle, thanks for super chat. I don't have five things I love about Tuscaloosa. They do not exist. Um, sorry, I. There's a lot about Tuscaloosa that is very mediocre and average, but great things about Tuscaloosa. This might be the weekend that I do a lot of carryouts. Just me and Carson this weekend. Yeah. And he's got soccer and I've got stuff and we're busy and neither one of us are like build your life around food people. Uh-huh. And so this might be the weekend because I asked him today, I said, hey, do you want to grill Friday? He's like, I don't care. Whatever. I mean, we might just go get something. He's like, okay. So we might just go get, but he doesn't want to go sit somewhere. Okay. So what do you want? I don't know. This might be the weekend that we just try stuff. That you're going to branch out, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know we were. It's just gonna... Tuesday. We can. We can. I, I've got time to think about it. I'm trying to even think of one. Is there one thing about Tuscaloosa that you really, really like? Um, the little area right there on the strip is not bad. Proving my point. The area on the strip is not bad. Yes, um, thanks. I'm trying to think. When I covered them, some there those hotels off the interstate, yeah. the uh, the parking lots were um, 
parking lots were kind of safe enough that I could go jump rope. And nobody okay. and nobody watched me. Okay. <laughs> Definitely proving a point right now. <laughs> yeah, they had good parking lots. I mean, yeah, I mean, grind. McFarland's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. The campus is Northport's a lovely area. The campus, yeah, like, is, the campus is pretty. It is. It's a pretty campus. Not a bad campus. Yeah, no, it's a nice campus. They've done a really that good hotel job. That hotel campus is very convenient. It's very pretty, too. It's like very green. There's Bear Bryant and all the elevators. Yeah. On a lot of walls in the rooms. Yeah. Kind of wonder where they got all those prints. How many prints they have in a closet somewhere. They just replace them with, with the bear over, over time. Yeah. Because these museums right there, too, right? That's like that little area. Yeah, the museum's not far from the stadium. Yeah. I've never been to the museum. Passed by it. Yeah. No, breaking 100 is an absolute accomplishment. I was not even whatever. It's just. Oh, sure. It obviously is very whatever, though. So I thought, yeah, that's interesting. That we're, It'd be like uh, breaking 200 in bowling. Be like, the amount of time put forth to really do it legitimately sure, is worth a, hey. Yeah, sure. I, that's a goal. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing. It lasts like a day before you go, okay, now I got to break 90 and go. Here we go. Uh, Are you checking your phone or the audio levels? Because you check the audio levels and it makes me nervous. No, phone. Okay, it was, it was, okay, yeah, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> You're worried we don't have something. Well, I'm just like, I'm like looking at it. Is everything all right? Uh, <sighs> all right, Avery has. Since we're going here, we will. We, we'll, we'll, we got we got sports in a minute. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a dead day. The sip, the restaurant. Yeah, sure. Has cauliflower wings. They do, and obviously. Cauliflower does not have bones in them. Okay. It is my contention that they should be named cauliflower nuggets, not cauliflower wings. So we call them cauliflower wings because of the sauce that's on them. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, I, that's I, I, it. I know what you're talking about. That's the extent of it. It's poorly named. And the people that fight back on this wing nugget thing are wrong. And they're just doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. Like Avery. Here's, is it marketing? If they're called cauliflower nuggets, they're not going to be ordered half as much. Something about calling them wings will make more people order them. Oh, I'm sure that's what it is. It just doesn't make it less wrong. But that's why. Yeah, but a wing has a bone in it. Well, a wing is not a vegetable. Right, so it's a I mean, cauliflower nugget. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't hate that. It, Hardman, buffalo cauliflower. That's a good name. Fair enough. That actually is the perfect name for it. Fair yes. enough. And frankly, it's good. Cauliflower wings are good. Yeah, cauliflower nuggets are good. Yeah, they are. They're good. Yeah, no. A boneless wing is a spice. Is is just a soft chicken nugget. That is yeah. what a boneless chicken wing, chicken wing is. Yes, it's a chicken nugget tossed in some sauce. For but again, for we children. call it wings because it gets sold more. Sure. There's something about, I'm going to have wings. Because when someone says, I'm going to have nuggets, they think this is for children. Hence. Hence. That's why if you're grown up, you should be eating wings and not nuggets. But to each his or her own. But if I was going to sell me more wings, I'm not changing the name. No, of no, menu. I get it. But I'm not. I'm not trying to sell them. I'm. I'm not. But I'm, are you more likely to not buy them because they say this? 
I'm not. Look, I like wings a lot. And I if, if I if I order wings, I want it to be a wing, a chicken wing with the bone and stuff. Yes, that's what I want. So that's cool. But others obviously have different preferences. People really get triggered over the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. chicken nugget situation. Yeah. I mean, we know we know very clearly who eats nuggets in our stream because yeah. they get very frustrated by the I fact re- that chicken nuggets. When the kids were little, we would get chicken nuggets. Now that they're older, they like chicken wings. Chicken nuggets <laughs> and, and and a large amount of ketchup are both children's things. Yes. Do you put ketchup on anything? I don't mind a little on a fry, but I don't need it. Right. But uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll eat ketchup and I mean, yeah, fries and ketchup. That's, that's about it. I don't even put it on a burger anymore. No, I, I use mustard only on burgers. Yeah, me from too. A, from a wet condiment me standpoint. Too. I don't um, put it on a hot dog. Mustard and relish. Yep. Little onions, fine. Yeah, the white onions, good. Yeah, yeah, if you want to do Some that, that's chopped sorry. jalapeno. That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I think that's it. Now, now I love cocktail sauce. So I mean I know it's not ketchup, but sure. same sort yeah. of principle. But it's it's dressed up ketchup, significantly dressed up. It is significant because well, yeah, because you put horseradish in instead that. of sugar, right? Yeah, <laughs> one is not like the other. So anyway, all right, there's uh, that. If you have more questions, we'll be happy to alert you and tell you about our culinary uh, expertise that we have here. <laughs> In the meantime, we'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. They've got uh, one of the uh, best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, there to train as well. So if you have information about, le- questions I should say, about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers at BowersCone, the number one, at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. We're brought to you by Bell & Grove. It's based out of Chattanooga. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They uh, specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a uh, custom solution for their shipping needs, whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They uh, also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865. Oh, I lost my number. Sorry. 865. My computer just went nuts. Sorry. Really? Yeah, it's okay. Um, i got to find it because I don't have that number memorized. 865-672-6557. 865-672. 6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring 
and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Podcast brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They are right there on South Lamar in Oxford. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. Fee prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the delivery, one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it with GNM. So again, 662-236-2222. I used to eat Heinz 57 on some stuff. I don't know that I've had Heinz 57 in forever. I mean, it's fine. I don't mind it, but no, it's okay. Yeah, I don't. We've got a bottle of something in the pantry that's just been sitting there for months and months and months. What is it? It might be Heinz Fifty Seven. Oh, you're not sure? I'm not sure. Okay. Honey mustard, too sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet. Brown mustard. Yeah. Okay. I like just about all mustard. We actually do the salmon in the air fryer that's got, it's kind of got honey mustard. It's got, it's got some honey in it. It's got stone ground mustard, paprika, what else? Salt. Pepper, that's a semi-common thing to, to, to dip fries in a, in a Wendy's Frosty. Yeah, I mean, I don't do it, but yeah, that's a, that's a fairly common thing. Yeah. When was the last time you had a Frosty from Wendy's? I, been a minute. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's been decades. It's an underrated fast food dessert, though. Is it? Yeah. I, I really don't remember. It's a thick milkshake. I don't think I've had one since high school. Yeah, it's a thick milkshake. And their machine typically works on like like the McFlurry or something. Like you, you know, you're probably going to be able to get the Frosty when yeah. you when you order the Frosty. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's of the available ones. Actually, that might the Frosty might be the best. Just like quick fast food, dessert. better than the like the Dairy Queen parfaits and stuff. The blizzards. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't go to Dairy Queen. I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not as familiar. But the blast, I do I mean, look, it's a blast. It's hard to hate. Don't get me wrong. I like blast. Um, but I like chocolate ice cream. And now you can get chocolate syrup in your ice cream in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, with a blast now. But in some ways, I'd almost kind of like, hey, can I just get some chocolate-flavored ice cream with no toppings? Like, the toppings, actually, that are my options are, I don't really have much. I'm not a like, big... Butterfingers in my teeth. I don't really want to chew on frozen M&Ms. Yeah. Oreo. Look, I'm not saying I hate Oreos, but I don't like Oreos as much as most people like Oreos. Okay. So I don't have a much of a desire for an Oreo blast. Like, I'm, like if I can get a Heath bar, okay, maybe, but that's going to get my teeth, too, because of the toffee. Yeah. Like... Butterfinger blast ruined my mood because I really like them. Right now. I do, I do. We're we're all over the place. <laughs> if I'm gonna get like the the McFlurry or whatever, I like the ones that are super cold and very like when you turn it like the concrete where you turn it over and yeah, nothing the comes out. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I don't really want it. Okay. There's a guy on our message board yesterday that was going to be really frustrated if we talked about things other than baseball on the podcast. He's probably in cardiac arrest right now, if that was a serious comment. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed <laughs> to say about baseball right now. They're going to they're gonna play a game tonight. They're probably not playing a game tomorrow. And they play a really important series at Kentucky this weekend that they don't need to lose. And we will see if they juggle the pitching staff, and frankly, they probably will not. They, they're starting Jack Washburn tonight. 
They have Drew McDaniel's schedule for tomorrow, but again, rain and whatnot. And they probably should shuffle the lineup some, but Mike typically doesn't do that. And sometimes if you do that after one weekend like that, you send a message that you're panicking. And when you're the manager or the head coach or whatever, you're trying to send a message of all is well, even if internal. But that's a balance. At some point, you got to fix it. Sure. I mean, you can't just, hey, I don't want to hurt any feelings. So like let's... I told you, I would change the lineup. I would take people that are struggling and move them down and put them in a spot that is, quote, less pressure. What is a Dairy Queen star kiss? What is that? I've never had that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, uh, Who got the portal yesterday? Luis Rodriguez got in the portal. I doubt we're done with the topic, but for the yeah. meantime. Um, Sammy Hunter got in the portal. Austin Crowley got in the, in the portal. I think that's it. It's a lot. Ty Fagan's coming back, according to John Rothstein, which I believe to be true. I've not heard anything definitive on Jarkel Joyner. The last I heard was that he was likely coming back. Yeah. His family wants him to come back. Um, I've not heard anything definitive on James White. Uh, so five guys are in the portal from Ole Miss. So that's 13 minus five is eight, and they're bringing in four, which is 12. So if James White and Jarkel Joyner are both coming back, Along with Ty Fagan, they have a whopping one spot to quote, quote go attack the portal. Because Ruffin's back, Morell's back, Brakefield's back, and I'm assuming Morell, and everything I hear is that he is coming back. Robert Allen's back, Fagan's back. And again, you get into Jarkel, and I mean, there's just not a lot of spots. Unless. Jarkel doesn't come back or unless they, they process James White. Problem with processing James White from a perception standpoint is you get back into what we've talked about, which is there's a lot of contradictory messaging, right? Which is you brought in four guys. You've said on another show that that, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. You prove that it was a mistake by only keeping one of those four guys, Deshaun Ruffin, and then you do it again. You sign four more. Yeah. And so, and you you have needs, and yet you don't really have room for the needs unless, and it doesn't matter if the four freshmen coming in can help you, or if two of the four freshmen can help you. Sure. But if you've repeated it where only one of the four can help you, well, now you've created a roster issue again. And there's no luxury for development at this point. Whether someone can help in 2024 is irrelevant, frankly. Frankly, and that's where the game's changed. And I think that's well, every- I mean, even more so given current yeah. environment. I mean, yeah, you're, you're coaching for your job in all, all likelihood. But he didn't necessarily put the recruiting class together for that purpose. So it creates a... No, we're the, the, we, when you bring when here. you bring four freshmen in, you 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 look like you're developing, and and so here's the problem you have is that you're in a league where the other teams that are bringing freshmen in are bringing freshmen into play, right? Sure. You're if if you're bringing freshmen in, oh my, Arkansas is signing a six person class out of high school. Kids. Yeah, three three McDonald's All Americans, I mean, studs. Yeah, sure. 
And the kid from Mobile, who's not a McDonald's All-American, probably should be. There are people in Mobile that say he's the best player to come out of Mobile since DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. I, I've not seen him, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, sure. Anyway. But you bring in four more, and if they can't, it looks like, I'm being careful here, because it, it makes it look like you, you don't really understand the changing landscape of the sport. And I'm not saying that they don't understand. I think they fully understand the landscape. The problem is when you keep doing it, it looks like, yeah, but you don't really understand how to build the roster. And the roster construction's a problem. Or you can't build a roster. And it might be with, that. With, and with, it, and with it, marquee players who can play immediately. Yeah, and it might be that you just don't have the NIL money. I don't know what it is, but it's something. But you can't have dead spots all over the roster. And then you get to the other part, which is development. Sammy Hunter didn't develop the way that they anticipated he would develop. Austin Crowley. Austin Crowley had moments where you're like, oh, there, there he goes, and then he would disappear. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. Um, Luis. There were some injuries with Luis, but and now there's a lot of a lot of stock being put into Robert Allen, who suffered, suffered a pretty significant knee injury. Um, it was ACL? Yeah, but I think okay. it was more than ACL. Was yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and Deshaun had a, an ACL. So his was suffered the last day of January. So – it's going to be, I don't know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. What do we know about the schedule for next year? Nothing. Nothing. They're in a tournament in Orlando that's a pretty good tournament with good teams. If I'm them, I schedule aggressively. I do everything in my power to help my net. Because it's proven you can go lose games on the road, go call whoever and play a power five game on the road and if you lose you lose doesn't hurt you oh the losses don't hurt 100 percent. but playing samford at home is a lose lose proposition if you lose the game you lose and if you win the game it doesn't do anything for you it's a quad three win yay The league's not getting easier. Incident of tournament crap aside. And there's a lot of people in the portal, but the portal's really competitive because the portal is... Well, I said this the other day. We've said this multiple times, but it bears repeating. Ole Miss football is a different portal option than Ole Miss basketball. So this is not go across board where, like I said, I, I feel like... And, and this isn't about morale. This is just in general. Right. So many people go, oh, well, look what Lane did. Well, Ole Miss just went to the Sugar Bowl. Ole Miss is a high-profile elite football program in the eyes of portal kids. And there's NIL money. And there's NIL money. And so you're getting kids like Troy Brown, yeah. who was at Central Michigan. Yeah. Okay, He wasn't making a lot of NIL money at Central Michigan. I'm just keeping this real today. Yeah, sure. So at Ole Miss, they can give him some NIL money that's significant enough. Yeah, we sat down with him about it. But I mean, it's not he, Bryce yeah. Young money. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not five-star recruit sure. money. Or you get the guy who's been at a elite program and it didn't quite work out. Mm-hmm. And what he needs to do is just get on the field or get on the court. NIL be damned. Sure. I need to, I need to play. 
And so there's, and there's a lot of competition for all of those guys. And so you've got to figure out, you know, how you, how you do that. And for Ole Miss, and look, it might change. Maybe Jarkel doesn't come back. Maybe James White gets in the portal. Maybe that opens two more spots. To me, the only path from where they were a year ago to the NCAA tournament is hitting it on multiple transfer portal guys. I mean, and I guess my point is again, barring some NIL thing that I'm not aware of. So let's take that out of the equation, which is a hell of a note to even try to have this conversation. If you're a portal guy, what is the profile of either the kid that Ole Miss can potentially get, or if you're Whatever type of kid, what is the allure to Ole Miss? You're playing in a league where you're going to get to play. I mean, like, it, well, you're it, playing in the SEC. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you can put together a modicum of NIL money, there's some there's some perks there. You're not going to get that kind of NIL money in the Sun Belt or in CUSA or leagues of that nature. Um, it's high profile. You get to play against the best players in the country in many ways. I mean, you're going to play against Kentucky and you're going to play against Auburn and Tennessee and. Those kinds of things. All your games are on television. All your friends and family can watch you every single game if they want. I mean, there's still a lot of allure to those things. Sure, of course. Um, but I guess my point is versus other programs in similar areas trying to get you to. I mean, that's not a, oh, my God, wow. I, right. You know. No, I mean. I'm going to play in the SEC over the ACC in the Big East. I mean, okay, whatever. Yeah, like, well, and, you know, and if you're going to play in the SEC, you're you're picking – you're picking the program that can elevate you. Mm-hmm. You know, right? I don't. And right now, that's that. That hasn't been Ole Miss. That doesn't mean it can't be. But they've not capitalized really well. They did with Romello, in fairness. They did. Um, I don't know that Nas Brooks hurt his stock. Know that he helped it much either. Um. So Brakefield's still the jury's out. Jamin's still a very young player. People forget how young Jamin is. Um But they need to hit it. They need to hit the portal in a way. I mean, it's fresh on my mind because they just played in the Elite Eight, but you look at the success that Musselman had in the portal with Note and with Amude and Trey Wade and where I think he can go into portal living rooms, if you will, and say Look, I brought these pieces in from South Dakota and Wichita State and Miami and Jacksonville, and look at the success we had and the development that they had, and they became better. Whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of people in the portal, and so the people that are like, oh, they're just sitting there watching the portal all day, and they're going, my school, whatever school that is. Kick the tires, essentially. They don't ever use those words. Yeah, they sure. make it sound like there's legitimate interest on these 50 people today. Sure. I'm going to question how valid that reporting is, frankly. I mean, unless you are talking to someone on the staff in real time going, hey, so-and-so just entered the portal. Are y'all interested? And they're just like, yes or no. But I guess my point is having interest is only one-tenth of it, especially in basketball when you're not a an elite program. Like Kentucky can kind of go, okay, these 10 kids, and out of these 10 kids, somebody's going to be very interested in Kentucky, and I'm going to sign how many of these that I need, and that's going to be what it is. But 
Ole Miss's problem right now is they st- they're they're in a league and that helps. Playing time is definitely an advantage. There's no doubt about that. Although that's only at certain positions. I mean, in in, in theory, they return Ruffin, Morrell, all these guys in the backcourt potentially. Fagan coming back. Um, point being, there's so many different options there that the sales pitch is just really complicated for portal guys who have a lot of options. And hence, if you've got to fix this thing immediately and you've got to find ways to make the tournament or whatever Kermit's baseline is for next season, it's a tough road to hoe. I mean, just it is. there's no easy answer. It is. Right. Now, look, if, if Deshaun's healthy fully, they come back. I mean, one thing you have, you walk back in with a, with a very talented backcourt. You need a wing who can score. You need uh, you need a couple people who can shoot the ball because Deshaun is a, a a floor spacer because of his ability to penetrate. You need a post presence. They've been very good with post presence, Romello and Brooks and others. You 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 need somebody who can be a rim protector. They've they've benefited from that. They don't have that on the roster right this moment. But you need you need some depth on that roster. You need to they need to hit it in the portal if they're bringing in four freshmen, unless two or three of those freshmen can play, can give you twelve minutes a game. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark S P A R C. Two packages: the Ignite, the one hundred Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So you get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, 662-238-3159. I'm sending a message to one of my favorite people. Sorry. Um, okay. Just get sick of that shit, if I'm honest. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, we're brought to you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. The Rogue sponsors the Mason Brooks Show, also the Peyton Chatney Show. Appreciate them. Make sure that you show that appreciation to them as well if you appreciate those shows. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Are you on the job hunt? Whether you're seeking an entry-level position or a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or uh, maybe you don't even know what you're looking for, they can help you at Service Specialist. Their goal is to get to know you, your strengths. They see what you're looking for in your next career move, and they help you find the right fit. Uh, Get in touch with them. There's nothing to lose by giving them a call. So it's Will, Sydney, or Kelsey to call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Grenada Nissan's been sponsoring us since really the very beginning. It's just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. 
a delicious uh, menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. They also have an amazing candlelit patio here as we get into the spring. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. If you're thinking about traveling this summer, maybe you're already thinking about a holiday trip, you want to get in touch with John Edwards. He knows how to make a uh, a trip, a special one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget and let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, which is home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them and they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Um, MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. I guess it's brought to you by Visit Oxford, visitoxfordms.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on this week and every week here locally in Oxford and Lafayette County, and make sure you get on reservation and hotel rooms for uh, several weekends coming up. I know even Alabama next week for baseball, room availability had been pretty low last week, and then obviously with Double Decker, Grove Bowl, and Mississippi State Ole Miss baseball here coming up in uh, about three weeks or so, a little more than that. It is uh, time to get that going if you have not already. So, again, go to the website, see all your different options, places to eat, stay, and much more, as well as a calendar of events. That's visitoxfordms.com. 35 years ago today is when the Hulk slammed Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three. Was that a big deal for 15-year-old McCready, give or take? Um, Are you already passed that at that point? I think point? I was kind of past okay. wrestling at that point. Wrestling was just kind of a diversion at mm-hmm. that point. My prime really into wrestling years were the early 80s. Okay. WTBS. Yeah. Gordon Soley. Ric Flair. Harley Race. The Junkyard Dog. Mm-hmm. And you were all in. Oh, yeah. But Andre the Giant was always, that was a, yeah, it was a big deal, obviously. Pardon the pun. <laughs> it was to an extent even when I grew up, but wh- where did wrestling rank in your heyday compared to other sports like the kids talk oh. and actually function in like where did oh. it fall in the hierarchy pretty high did it really yeah. like right behind baseball and football yeah yeah pretty much that well, was the that was the podium yeah because you'd watch um you'd watch Shreveport wrestling in the morning and then Atlanta wrestling at night and sometimes there was a crossover it's cowboy Bill Watts Ernie Ladd the big cat junkyard dog the Assassins, the idea of the Assassin number one and the Assassin number two, which was really creative, like the yellow mask, and you always wanted to see what would happen when the mask came off. Uh-huh. And one of the storylines was getting the mask off the face, and they never could quite do it. This guy, so close. So close. Couldn't quite grab it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then Atlanta, the Atlanta wrestling was a little classier. Oh, a little more uh, highbrow, if you will, for, for wrestling. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that what little, it was? the storylines were a little more complex. Okay, but yeah, that was. It, it wasn't was, like the trash soap opera as much. Like. No, I've told you we would go to my grandmother's house in Monroe, my grandparents' house. And I guess, well, my grandfather died when I was in the fourth grade, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. But we would go about so about that time. My parents would drop us off in at their house and. Monroe so that we could they could go out with their friends or whatnot 
and uh, we would we would watch. We'd have to watch like the Lawrence Welk show and Hee Haw, but yeah. then after that we could turn it to uh, wrestling. That was when you. Yeah, that's when we we got locked in pretty good. You had to sit through the other stuff. Yeah, you know, undercard preparing for the the big show, and they'd they'd have like the world championship, the heavyweight championship fight, wrestling match, but they always the damn clock got too late. You know, you only had like eight minutes, and they. It ran out of time. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so I stumbled across this yesterday. You saw it too. NFL head coaches, they're at their little retreat meeting thing. They get their annual picture made. The one that uh, is obviously successful beyond means, but Bill Belichick never getting in the picture kind of bugs me because yeah. it's just an act. It's just another yeah. curmudgeon thing that he yeah. feels the need to do. Yeah. But for some reason, it drives me insane. Um, for anybody who wants to follow along during uh, during this, I'm reading from um, Greg Allman on Twitter, G-R-E-G-A-U-M-A-N is how you uh, can access this here. Uh, I need to pull it up. Too. Yeah, this here photo that I am uh, discussing right now. Tell me again, Greg, what? Allman, A-U-M-A-N. G R E G A U M A N, ten fifty four yesterday a.m. Gotcha. With him, and not really necessarily even critiquing the fashion of these guys. I mean, we could do that after the food thing, <laughs> but I, I I do need a ruling on something. So next time you talk to him, or maybe I'll send the text to him today. I need to know Ryan Brown's thoughts because McDaniel, the new Dolphins head <laughs> yeah. coach, yeah. This guy. In a collection of poorly dressed people, he is the worst to the point that he looks like the seventh grader going to maybe a school dance, but he got dirty first and couldn't quite get there. He's wearing really baggy like pant things, a shirt untucked that's wrinkled, and you can see his wife beer through the through the shirt. Yeah. The the tank top is fully showing through this very, very thin shirt. To the point that and this is kind of where, where, where I'm going here. But he got Tyree Kill. He did. <laughs> and he had a great phone conversation that was recorded with Tua Tungvaloa. So, oh, I missed that. No, remember we made fun of it because it was really weird. Oh, we can only yeah, hear yeah. one side oh, on the yeah, plane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In the NFL, it does not matter. Most of these guys could not hold college head jobs dressed like this. No. You couldn't do it. You could not be a representative of a college because of just the way the environments are around them. You know, we had this, it was back, God, Jeffrey was with us. It's been a long time ago. We predicted Jim McElwain's failure because he was so poorly dressed at some of these things with his suits that didn't fit and he looked like the kid going to, oh, that's to, true. to, to Cotillion. That's true. It was, it was, it was bad. That's true. Um, like when you come to media days, part of the deal is look, look the part. Because players notice. And for the guys. most part they do. They notice. Yeah. Yeah. McDaniel is awful here. And you look around and it, it doesn't look, it doesn't. Success is, I mean, Bill Belichick's the worst dresser in the world. It doesn't necessarily whatever, but there's something to somewhat trying to take care of yourself in a high-stress position. Sure. Well, look at McVeigh. Well, McVeigh looks very comfortable and complete. I mean, McVeigh is the other side. Whatever McDaniel is, McVeigh is the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, – it, it's – if I'm the Dolphins, that worries me a little bit that the reigning Super Bowl champion, I look over and I go, oh, my God, doesn't look like that. Has Kingsbury slipped or is he not in the photo? He's in the very back in the black. He has his head down right behind Ron Rivera. Gotcha. Okay. See him? He's kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's 
He should have come down by McVeigh just to kind of make the group look a little better. Like the photographer would go, hey, Cliff, you're down in front. Can we take a moment and just admire Lovey Smith's beard? It's a great beard. That is fantastic. And, you know, you have to have – like if, if you told me I could have 20 minutes with Lovey Smith, I would spend all 20 on the beard. Like, how did you get to that place where you're comfortable with it? How do you get the lines so perfect? Because when you're bald on top, mm-hmm. getting the start of the beard is very difficult. Because you can get it all out of whack. Pretty easy to. Oh, I mean, just one one bad move of the razor and it's all done. That's magnificent. Matt Rule looks like he just came off a bender. Yep. He's the guy that looked like he walked out of the casino at 3.30 in the morning. Well, Rule was in Oxford last week. Mm-hmm. And I told you this, that the observation that I made watching all the NFL guys, I thought to myself, you know, 30 years ago, I would look at this and be like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Sure. The whole NFL's here. And all I saw when the NFL guys were walking around in the Manning Center was, man, it's a bunch of guys. Those are those are heart attacks waiting to happen. Like really unhealthy looking people, stressed. You can tell they're traveling. They're eating bad. They're not getting any exercise. And this picture kind of bears that out. I'm making fun of McDaniel, but my new coach is wearing a white belt. I'm I'm concerned. Oh, is that Dennis? Yeah. Concerned. I'm a little concerned. And bright white shoes. Yeah. Yeah, what's the look there and the t-shirt underneath the button? I mean, down? depending on your hot cold measurement. Are those like what kind of what kind of pants are those? Because those are not slacks. Are those They're golf pants. Are those like Dockers? What the hell is rule wearing? <laughs> the pants how long they are i mean well and <laughs> the sneaker like I, does he did he forget his belt is that what happened just hang or does his belt not fit i don't know and he's put some pounds on i mean they need to have mcveigh kingsbury john harbaugh step out front and go okay guys depending on what you whether you want to wear shorts or pants or what you want to do here are your options do this and who's the is that norvell in the kind of hawaiian looking shirt who is that that's Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Ron Rivera. Andy Reid also kind of in one. He's he's up next to Lovey to the right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over there. You think uh, Shanahan on purpose stood behind McVeigh and went up a step to look taller than everybody else? <laughs> For sure. Do you think that was purposeful? Well, they're buddies, and so he he probably that, that's probably a, a, a inside joke between them. Because Sean's kind of short, and it's it's whatever. Yeah. And okay, yeah. Because Shanahan's pretty damn tall anyway, and he he is a he is a step too high. He should be one step lower right there than than, than he is. I always get a kick out of Tomlin. I don't know why. I, I caught myself staring at Mike Tomlin in Oxford last week. I think to the point where I made him uncomfortable. He is. He has this certain charisma about him. He that does. You just go, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Perfectly fine with him being my head coach. Like, oh, oh yeah, so yeah. I, like I, hey. Run my program, bud. Go, let, let me know what you need. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be. He would be one of my first calls if you. I mean, it was kind of that thing the other day. Like if somebody, if the Pittsburgh got rid of Mike Tomlin, he could just pick the phone up and call any twenty jobs within a day. Yeah, where you want to go? Cool. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll fire our guy right now. Yeah, if, if the fighting McCrady started and they said you can hire whoever you want, he you, would. Be, you would consider Mike. He Tomlin? would be one of my calls. Yeah, just because there'd be like a certain swagger that our whole organization would have because Mike Tomlin was the coach. 
I mean, I'll be honest. If I was a, if I were a free agent, and the money was the same because money drives everything, and I look at this picture, there's several days where I went, yeah, I'm not going there. Hold on, I can play for him or him. What am I doing? Oh, good. Best minds in football right here in front of us in a in a photo. Those are some football minds. They though. are, no doubt. But it shows you that there's no time for anything but football. I really want to know why Kingsbury's looking down too. Is he bored? Is he frustrated? Is he like is he just checking his shoes? Is he texting? Probably texting. He's texting. Probably. I think they're like twenty nine in the pictures. A couple yeah. couple guys didn't show. Anyway. My boy Zach Taylor's in there. Excited about that? Yeah. Isn't it funny? I couldn't sit here and name all the people. No, I couldn't, especially with all the turnover. There's several I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like it's it's like a junior high lunchroom a little bit. They're going to have their cliques and their people and their... Do you catch yourself cheering for Miami a little bit because of the, the funniness of this guy winning? Because I do. He's annoying me. See, I want them to win. He is annoying the <laughs> like hell out of if me. If you told me that I could send the Dolphins to 13-4 and four and the divisional playoffs next year, I'm totally in. And it's not going to happen. Yeah, McCarthy wasn't in the picture for anybody asking. He and Belichick were two that. Were you not know, there. McCarthy was in Oxford, and I never saw him last week. Yeah, that dude. Dan Quinn like, ran party. the drill, yeah. but then yeah, yeah. Rub fans says, judging by the wrinkles on Rule's pants, you can tell they're his favorite pair, and he wears them six days a week. <laughs> it's only pair. Well, I noticed they wear a lot of those sweatpant pants when they're like. At these pro days and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if you told me that that's a pair of khakis that have been sitting in a suitcase for the better part of a week, I buy it. Yeah. I'm, again, this picture was off to the side. As Randall says, I'm sure there's a straight on one. I just haven't seen it. But either way, I'm, I'm getting the gist. <laughs> no, G- now, here's the deal, though. A GM doesn't give a damn what they're wearing. No, just win. It, whatever the NFL, so I've told people this. That's my point. The college and the NFL could be different. ADs would be freaking out, going, yeah. "Oh no, you represent us." Yeah, I, I need you to. Well, you got to recruit. Was it like Joe Lee Dunn back in the day that like Ole Miss would like somebody got they got to know because he wouldn't wear socks with his loafers yeah, or something. He didn't, he didn't wear socks. Yeah, it was ever. Like, it was like it became kind of a thing. Yeah, put up points and win. I mean, no, that league's about winning. Sean McVay could wear a toe sack to, and. and and Stan Crockett goes, yeah. Sure. Good job, Sean. Sure. It's about winning. Love you. At the end of the day, the college game's about winning too, but you have to present an image for recruiting and all of those things. Yes, yeah, it's different. Until you get to a place where you don't. Well. No, that's true. You know, I mean, yet you look at the guys who win, like Saban. And, but, like, I've never paid any attention to what Kirby wears, for example, Kirby Smart. Like, I've never, like, it's never struck me that he's, like, Mr. Fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Most of them have a look. You have a few that are much better than everybody else, and everybody's mostly in the middle, and then you have some yeah. ones that can't. Well, you can tell which ones it's part of their brand. Like Lane, it's part of Lane's brand. What he wears is part of his brand. I don't mean that critically either. I mean, just part of his deal. And then Saban typically dresses well, but it's not a noticeable part of his situation. No. But it's always very good, very presentable, very conservative, well, yeah, very maintained. Yeah. Slacks fits sport, in with their robotic code. nature of their program. Yes, nothing flashy. We're all for yeah. business. What we do, 
a well-tailored sport coat, yeah, a dress shirt. Slacks. But he's not going to wear the bright colors and the checkerboards and all the stuff. No. See where Kentucky was taking that out of their basketball uniforms? The that checkerboard? Yeah, I thought I saw that somewhere. That they were removing that. You don't even want to get me started on the Kentucky stuff. It's just you have two great colors. Just embrace. And you have this tradition. Just embrace But we it. can be chrome, Neil. Okay, so they're black. Base, did their baseball uniforms, did they have a chrome and a gray? Because the gray looked good. Yeah, their gray's okay. The What they wore on Friday, they should have lost the game for wearing that I don't uniform. know that I saw this. They came out in like a chromish, pewterish. This is t- not Kentucky. It's Tennessee. I'm sorry. I'm talking Tennessee oh, for a minute. Yeah, no, they have those terrible. Tennessee yeah, had yeah, a yeah, chrome yeah. and a gray. Yeah. Why? I think it is pewter, actually, is their color. Tennessee should have lost Friday just for wearing that. Tennessee has the worst uniforms in the league, and it's not. Now, their, Saturday, their Sunday uniform was fine. It was gray. The gray, the, it was fine. Nothing wrong with it. it and just, Saturday, the tops, I don't mind. They were orange. But they wore them with pinstripe pants that didn't necessarily fit. Just wear solid white pants. Or, or put a stripe or, down, but just wear white yeah, pants. Or wear gray pants on the road like you're supposed to. Well, that too. Yeah, college teams have kind of... Yeah, it bothers me. That. You're on the road. Because Ole Miss will wear the gray pants on Friday with the Navy, but then they'll put white pants with their red tops on Saturday. On the road. Yeah, I mean, my opinion is that Ole Miss should take it, their powder uniform and make it their road uniform. And just wear it on the road. Yeah. And they should embrace the pinstripe more at home because it's a really good look. It is good. Well, they got rid of the all-whites, which were also ridiculous. That was really good. Yeah. I would make the powder blue my road uniform, and I never have to have a gray that way. I don't think they have. I mean, I have not seen the grays all year. The tops. I don't know. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, small batch artisanal cheese and fermentations right here in Oxford on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar, charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing tables, and more, 662-419-9201. Remember to check their Instagram page. Tons of stuff, including more details on uh, their ability to get delivery now they have a new lunch menu, a lot of different options there for delivery with Johnston Hill Creamery. So again, they make all their local their cheese local in house every single day. Again, Instagram, Johnston Hill Creamery, JohnstonHillCreamery.com and 662-419-9201. College Corners, your one stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. We're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard, has been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's lamonsfinejewelry.com or six. call them at 662-234-2777. We're brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Uh, established in 2013, it's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service full service fiber optic 
cabling solution provider. If you want to learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to DeadSoxy.com, use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 25% off every order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Don't forget, you got NBA action going on. You've got the Final Four starting on Saturday. So if you're betting on any of those things, Major League Baseball right around the corner, if you're betting on those things, go to BroThrow, BroThrow.com. Um, stop paying the juice and bet with your friends at BroThrow. PromShrimp.com now offering their new flavor, the garlic herb butter that is available right now. It is great with uh, many different things, pasta, rice, veggies. Serve up some shrimp scampi or surf and turf atop a steak. One of their four flavors available all, along with the Alfredo, the signature seasoning, and the Louisiana shrimp bowl. Kind of their spicy option for those who would like that. Again, PrimeShrimp.com. Money back guarantee as always. And use code MPW to get $20 off your first purchase. Do you see where they uh, all the minor leagues during the season, they're moving second base closer? See this? Like a foot closer. Why is that? It's also fun fact here. It's never actually been 90 feet between first base and second base and second base and third base. Okay. They moved it in like the late 1800s to help with foul fair calls. So they moved like the other bases and then they have like a weird quirk. I mean, it's kind of like the 60 feet, six inches thing that I think was just a survey error. I don't think there's a real a reason for that back in the day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, since 1887, it has been the way that it currently is. And they are, uh, yeah, they're moving it a foot. Currently, or the old distance, 88 feet, one and a half inches. Okay. And they are moving it to 87 feet um, now. Also using bigger bases. I knew they were using bigger bases. They did that last year. And that, that's the funny thing is Jason Stark points out that they did some of this tinkering last year and just didn't tell anybody, and nothing changed. The stolen base per success percentage went from 74% to 77%. But the number of attempts had no statistical change. So they're moving... Second base, closer to first? Well, no, I understand moving it in. In, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Up. But here's my math equation to this, and I haven't, I've skimmed this. They're moving the bases from 15 to 18 inches square. Okay. um, At every full level season of the minors, by the way. And they're doing the majors next year, right? That is my understanding, yes. Um. So, from a math standpoint, those larger bases alone were always going to shorten the distance between first and second base. Now, the combination of larger bases plus moving second base will combine and reduce the distance even more to thirteen and a half inches, so a little more than a little more than a foot. Okay. I guess what I'm missing here a little bit, and maybe whatever is, doesn't that also move the distance from the catcher throwing to the base? Yeah, it makes it shorter. Is that offsetting? I mean, I... Yeah, I would love to ask somebody, like, what's the... They clearly believe it is going to create more stolen bases. Okay. They are doing everything possible to try to get teams to run more because... Well, they want more action. In, in baseball game. today, there is not the Ricky Henderson, Willie Coleman, just take off and go, go, go. Everything is analytical. No, if we go here, what is the percentage we're going to make it? And sure, that's it. Well, you're giving away an out. So now it is trying to force them to... They've alerted all the teams, hey, this is what we're doing, here's the deal... 
Because last year they didn't. They literally just wanted to see what happened. Nobody talked about it. We did say yesterday that we were going to talk about Penny Hardaway. Yeah. We're at the end. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Penny Hardaway? I don't see how he survives. I know you said it's Memphis. It's seven violations, at least four level ones. Is that right? I believe that's correct. They also did the whole restraining order thing with Wiseman that's not going to show them in favor with the NCAA. Whether it should or shouldn't is a whole different story, but it won't. Memphis is the one place, though, that could just double down on Penny. Could. Does he get a show cause? If everything is proven, yes. Does the show cause allow him to recruit on campus, or does it fr- prevent him from recruiting at all? Because that would be the question. Do you think he survives? Or he has a chance? I think there's a chance. I don't think it's automatic that he gets fired. Because I think they desperately don't want to fire him. Yeah. Four level one, two level two, and then one redacted to the level. And then all the buzzwords that you guys have learned over the years, they all apply here. Failure to monitor, lack of institutional control. control. All those big words. Failure of coach responsibility. All those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Code words. Yeah, every one of those little phrases we've talked about for a long time—they're all in this in this puppy. Did the national media embrace the 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 penny story, or did they? I think it happened in almost kind of a news dump, bad time because of Final Fours and whatnot. I did not see as much as I thought I would see. Let's put it that way. There wasn't the the enjoyment of it that they had with LSU. If it was there, I did not see it. Okay, maybe it was, but no, I I did not see that level of of stuff. Grind with the super chat. Thank you, Grind. He says, do you all know about the North Korea basketball rules? I don't. I don't. I think we should adopt some of them. Like threes count for four points if they hit just net. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm in. Fine. Oh, can you – how many reviews we would have on that? Did it Did it, did graze, it graze the rim? No. I, I hate the reviews. It would have to be automated through something where it turned red or green if it hit the rim. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm just telling you. If you add to the officiating responsibilities, no, you put something in there, and if it if the rim is touched, it turns like a little light turns green. So I mean, everybody's whew, okay. Four points gone, done. What's the problem? It's like operation. Because I feel bad for the officials on some of the block charge stuff, where you've got to in real time see did he get his feet out of the circle? Was he moving? It's become such a part of the game. We, I, I just feel I, I'm not even doing the old man cloud thing. We've changed the rules essentially, though. Like block charge is very difficult, but they've almost kind of changed what's actually a block and a charge. I mean, again, I'm not. I don't care, but they oh, don't. You, they never call traveling. Like it, you lose a point for missed free throws. That would be interesting at end of game. You'd have to get your bad free throw shooters off the floor. I don't if, like that. If one. they miss two, I don't you like lose that. the points. I don't like that one. And that would be so complicated on a box score. Yeah, no. So wait stop. a minute. We scored 79 points, but we finished with 73? No. I, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Now we're changing the game where you can't have a bad free throw shooter. Now we just need guards. Let's talk about now. hacking a shack all of a sudden. There's a lot of that now. Yeah. Yeah, I did not watch any of that, but apparently UConn-NC State women was a really good game last night. UConn winning a double overtime. Oh, really? Yeah, 14 yeah. straight Final Fours. I couldn't tell you who's still in it. Um, Louisville won. Louisville plays South Carolina and then Connecticut. I don't know who they play. I don't, okay. know, who the, I don't, I don't know who the other team is that is uh, still there. 
Um, they interviewed one of the Louisville players last night on the floor who was really good friends with Kobe and Gigi okay. and said, you know, what would he tell you today? And she gave a pretty neat quote about basically go F and win the thing. Um, everybody was a little emotional a little bit. Sure. Um, but yeah, apparently that was, I, I did. Yeah. I did not turn it on, but apparently that was a really good game last night. So yeah, those, those roles are a little much, but I don't hate the swish it. It's like a bullseye. Miss a layup, get shot. Seems a little aggressive, but <laughs> touch aggressive. It's North Korea. He also said it's possible to hit a seven-point game-winning shot. I don't like that. You hit it from the baseline and it counts for seven? Yeah, I just don't like stuff like that. I'm, I guess I'm more of a traditionalist than I knew. Well, I mean, that's a little out there. Yeah. Not, you're not going, hey, don't move the three-point line three inches. No, no, I'm good with moving the line. Yeah. In fact, I would like to see the college line move back a little bit. Yeah, I don't hate that. Because it, it's almost eliminated the mid-range game. Right. And frankly, a lot of the mid-range game is the pretty part of basketball. The dribble drive yeah, sure. and, you know, the, the 15-footer from yeah, the, the elbow extended. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a pretty shot, but it's back to analytics. Analyti- analytics say shit. don't shoot it. Yeah. The percentage chance is not enough yeah. to justify that yeah. shot. And so everyone's just dribble, penetrate. That's why for Ole Miss, I mean, kind of where we started, you've got to go find shooters. Yeah. You've got to have guys who can shoot if you or if you're going to play the style that they play. And this whole, well, we're going to change our style, that gets said every year and it doesn't happen. If you're going to change your style, then you can play a bunch of athletes. But if you're not going to do that, if you're going to play a lot of this, you know, half-court type stuff where you're walking the ball up the court some, you've got to have shooters. Mm-hmm. I am interested to see how many teams try to emulate uh, Jalen Williams at Arkansas. I mean, that became a weapon for them, drawing charges. And a lot of people said he was flopping, and, and I'm certain that he was. But he got the calls. We had 60 charge calls over the course of a season, which is remarkable. How many teams try to sort of emulate that? And officials are like, oh, God. But like, I think once the shooter, once the, the, the ball possessor mm-hmm. – Leaves his feet, you can't slide underneath him. Yeah, I don't, sure. yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But they're letting them slide underneath Which now, does. And I don't like that. No, that call makes no sense. Uh, very last thing, I know a lot of people just kind of like the tournament, even if they're not golf fans. Um, yesterday, Neil's buddy Taylor Zarzer yeah. said that uh, contacts have told him Tiger Woods and his team are heading to Augusta sometime this week. He is not pulled out of the Masters next week yet. And uh, today they are doing some uh, some plane tracking, and Tiger's plane is just outside Augusta right now. Oh, cool! So him playing in that tournament would be unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. He's yeah. still the. It's remarkable that he's still. He is, he is the needle. There is the, not. It's not moving the needle. He is the needle. He's the face of the sport. I yeah. want. I want to see him play. Yeah. So. And the idea of him playing and doing fairly well is exciting. It seems almost impossible given sure. the injuries. But I would love just to watch him go out and hit for two days. And enjoy, if he does, everybody enjoyed it because the backs, I mean, we're, it, we're all on borrowed time. Sure, here. of course. I mean, every tournament could be your last watching Tiger. At we this just point. needed him to go long enough for Charlie to get in, and then just, and then we just carry on. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> There's no pressure. No, not at all. Well. Good luck to the 12 year old. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
enjoyed it uh, tonight. Ole Miss UNA second time. It things have not been going well for Ole Miss against UNA. They lose to them a couple years ago, and then Tim Elko tears his ACL last year. So maybe we'll get through a game without some tragedy tonight for the uh, the Rebels again. Probably rain out tomorrow, and then Kentucky this weekend. So hope all of you have a wonderful day. Be back with you tomorrow.